but I am very excited this morning to have my friend, I consider, Pat Braun. She is stepping in and talking about the Foster Grandparent Program. I was trying to think, Pat, when we chatted last. It was last fall. It was last fall. It was last fall. I'll have you get on the mic just a little more. Thank you, honey. And that's what I was going to say. It, it seems like it's been a little while, so I'm glad to see you come in today, and I'm also glad because there's some super positive things that have happened recently with the program that we're going to talk about and I thank you as well we've got some ads running that's I think that's wonderful because then we can give that information throughout the day as well so let's start talking uh, at least at the very beginning a little bit about the foster grandparent program you know who is it associated with as far as the groups that have pulled it together I know there's a Catholic Charities connection and talk a little bit about your connection then we'll get into the other news Okay. Uh, The Foster Grandparent Program started in 1965 as part of the War on Poverty, and at that time there were 21 uh, pilot programs, and Catholic Charities of the Diocese of St. Cloud was one of those uh, pilot programs. So we've been there since the very beginning. And foster grandparents uh, tutor and mentor children. They're over age 55, and um, they, everybody receives mileage, and everybody receives a meal that's available. And if they qualify income-wise, they receive a sta- t- uh, tax-free stipend, which right now is $3.15 an hour. And on the 1st of April, it's going up to $4 an hour, which is a huge jump for our program. And that is tax-exempt, so it does not affect any benefits. It is not considered income, so it does not re- need to be reported as income. And our overseeing body um, is the federal government, and we fall under AmeriCorps programming. And it's AmeriCorps Seniors, then that has three programs, the Foster Grandparent Program, the Senior Companion Program, and RSVP. And everyone is over age 55. Uh, RSVP does not offer a stipend, but the other two programs do offer a stipend. And it does make a little bit of a difference. Pat and I were talking a little bit before we came out here that the stipend piece of it, uh, because again, it's fitting certain financial guidelines, is a little bit of help. But I think the part of that, I'm just thinking if they have to drive to wherever they're going to help, uh, all that just helps that little, you know, that little bit. And and as you mentioned off the air as well, is there's just that, that feeling of uh, I'm getting a little something for what I'm doing. My time has some value. Do you think there's a little component to that? There is. And the, the mileage or transportation reimbursement, too, if somebody takes a bus, we reimburse for that, can help someone who may be on a limited income. And um, in this day and age with inflation, Every little bit helps with that. And the stipend can help with um, other costs somebody has. Medication costs are rising. Not all insurances cover that. It can help with the heating bill. It can help with groceries. It can help with any of the needs that a foster grandparent may have to help them live a fulfilling life. And as we were also talking, I believe everybody um, needs dignity in their life. And when you're able to pay your way, that gives you a great deal of dignity also with that. And it can help those that are lower income, though we accept anybody of any income, though they might not get the stipend. Because the life skills a foster grandparent can bring in is absolutely incredible on how that can help a child. It can be anywhere. I just had a, uh, a story from Grandpa Jim, who serves at Isanti Early Childhood. Sometimes all he needs to do is be there. 
and that can be incredibly calming for a child, especially for little ones who it's the first time they're away from mom and dad and they're feeling just not quite comfortable yet. Just the presence of that grandparent can make a huge difference. And they aren't doing, they don't think they're doing anything, but they're doing a huge amount. And how they can see the difference in in that child from the beginning of the year, mid-year, to the end of the school year, just by being there. Other grandparents may be helping with reading and math. I have one school that has told me that the the reason the kindergartners met their uh, word count for the year was because of the one-on-one assistance of the foster grandparents being in there. Sometimes they're playing games, such as a Jenga game that's been changed to a math game. And as they pull the pieces, there's a, a simple math equation, and they need to solve that before moving on to the next piece. Great idea. Yeah. And so it's making that fun in there. And then I do I do have to share this story. This this goes to the other end because I have Grandpa Bob who serves in Otsego, which I know is at the end of your listening area. For uh, St. Patrick's Day, he dressed as a leprechaun, <laughs> and he didn't tell anybody he was doing this and just walking into the cafeteria, which on a normal day can be loud. He had 200 students absolutely screaming in there, <laughs> calling out Grandpa Bob, and the custodians were wondering what was going on because they'd never heard so much noise. And he had a hat on with his name, Lucky, and the office staff changed it to mischief. I, I guess so. <laughs> because of what that. But that kind of fun and enthusiasm um, can just help the students. And many times the grandparents may be the only one that gives them a smile for the day because they aren't there to judge. They aren't there to treat the children any differently than as a child. And sometimes children need that. Mm -hmm. And along with the mentoring uh, or the tutoring, we have the mentoring piece where sometimes a child just needs someone to tell them about their day. And maybe I fell off the bus and I just need to tell my story (laughs) to someone. And so there's just some incredible things the grandparents can do. We've also had foster grandparents who have been in shop classes, uh, life skill classes, whatever the skills the grandparents have that they would like to pursue. Sometimes they don't want to go into what their life's work was in their volunteering, and they'd like to go somewhere else. And I do the best I can to make that happen. We do have an interview process and a background check, including fingerprints. And then I work with the grandparent um, on that and then finding a location that's near to them. I like to keep people in their community. Um, If I look at the Mora community, it would probably be the schools or Head Start because I do have two grandmas at the Head Start Center here in, in Mora. And that's a wonderful program. I'm so glad that they can come in and help out. So there are different, it's not always schools. It can be some other uh, situations as well. Yes, wherever there is a nonprofit or a school that we work with, and the children can be birthed to age 21, depending on what's in an area. Uh, A couple years ago, I had a grandma who came in, and she had very little education, um, and, but she wanted to be a foster grandparent, and I had a site that had a daycare. And I just watched her blossom 
as a person because she rocked babies. And she would tell people that that's what she did every day was rock babies. But she did more than rock babies. Mm -hmm. She was also teaching the young parents parenting skills when they would come in to visit the children during their day. And so she could show them how to hold a baby and how to comfort a baby. That is so important, Mm -hmm. not only for what it did for grandma, but for the parents and that child. And so the intergenerational part of it can be quite incredible to watch that happen. Well, and you just notice in your own personal life, I know I love being a grandparent myself. I'm so blessed to have eight grandchildren, varying ages. And what I've learned is what I think we all learn. When we're parents, we're busy, we love our children so much and we wanna do everything, but we're in a different place in our life. And then you go forward and you get to that point where you are blessed to become a grandparent. And you really do come in from a completely different avenue with your experience. You're able to kind of drop, I like to say drop in a low gear and just be mindful and enjoy the moment. Uh, what you, it's very hard to do that as a parent. So you do bring a whole different skill set, and it's such an amazing time to be able to share that, you know, going forward and with other children, you know. I just think it's such a great blessing. It is incredible, and I can I can agree with what you stated because as a parent, you're busy doing life. Yes. And as a grandparent, you get to spoil them and not maybe not spoil, but you get to react with them in a different way. And even my own sons have said, we never would have gotten by with that. And they're right. They would not oh, have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not have allowed it um, with that. But even um, I have grandmas and grandpas who serve. And the difference between what a grandma brings in and a grandpa brings in is incredible because as women, most of us are very nurturing. So if a child falls, we'll, we'll help them feel better. Right. Grandpa, will throw them in the air. Yep. And yep. so it's <laughs> not that they do that as foster grandparents, but it's right. a, just a totally different dynamic when you have a grandpa in a classroom um, as, as a grandma. And they all bring wonderful skills that can be shared to help our children because our children need caring adults in our lives. And it's not only the children, it's also the adults, the staff, myself, who benefit from being around the foster grandparents. So again, the age 55 and older is what you look at. There is a process, it sounds like, uh, if someone's interested to go through an easy enough process. And Pat, where do you mainly, are you in St. Cloud or where do you mainly, if somebody is interested, how did they, you know, what location do they go through this process, I guess? They would call or email me. Uh, My main office is St. Cloud, but I am officed remotely. Okay. uh, Myself and the grandparents are over age 55 and um, about eight or nine hours a week during the school year, or we can do more than that. We do not follow a script, and we do not have term limits on that. But my phone number is 612-390-0617, and then my email is pat.braun at ccstcloud.org. Okay, and I will save that. And anyone listening this morning, if you're driving or not able to get that, I will give how you can get a hold of me, and I'll keep that handy anytime. Just I hope people feel comfortable 
to call basically the station and it's a, I'll give that simple phone number and get a hold of me. Anybody I talk to, I want to be willing to have that information. The other option too is I always upload the interviews, everything I do to our kbk.com site and uh, you can go there and hear these interviews. So if you're like halfway through and I didn't get that information, that's another option. We try to make sure we offer that. And Pat, I, I just think this sounds like such a wonderful opportunity and my hope is that when someone hears this, that they really act on it. Because if you feel as you hear this, a little something in your heart, I think that's a nudge from the powers that be above us that says, you know what, act on that. Go ahead and do something. It might not be your comfort zone, but it sounds like you almost custom fit the best situation for this prospective grandparent to go and help. I do everything I can to be as flexible as I can with our regulations and then the school needs, the child's needs, and the grandparents' need. I want this to work uh, because I see the joy that it brings so many people and how they feel sharing their life skills and how it can make a difference in their lives. And the children are so accepting. The grandparent may not know every child's name, but absolutely everybody knows who the grandparent is. And I can be in schools doing site visits, watching the grandparent hold their hand out as every child coming down the hall gives them a high five or a fist bump. Right. And just just the incredible difference that can make in a child's life and the adult's life also. Yes, it's definitely twofold for sure. Pat, before I let you get on with your day, is there anything else we need to go over, my dear? I want to make sure we cover, <laughs> I can see you're checking your sheet too. I'm kind of double checking. We do have a website <laughs> if people are okay. interested, and that is www.ccstcloud.org, okay. and that would be the Catholic Charities uh, website. And you do not need to be of any religion uh, um, to be a foster grandparent. Right. They're the sponsoring um, agency in this area. Sure. And I mean, when you think they've been around since 1965, this is not their first rodeo. They've been helping children and grandparents have this great relationship all these years. It's, it's really, you have to feel very good, Pat, working for such a wonderful organization. I've been doing this for over 20 years, awesome. and I cannot imagine a better job. Um, I am so lucky and blessed to have this because I get to work with all my fabulous foster grandparents. Well, we're lucky to have you, to be quite honest, so thank you so much for all you're doing. Well, Pat, I'm going to let you get on with your day, but I look forward to any time. You know the door is open. You let us know, and I'd be happy to have you back. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure.